Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and while we are getting ready to enter the busy time of the NHL offseason, the draft coming up, I believe, late next week, then, of course, we have on July 1st the opening of free agency with all of that in mind and the fact that the Pittsburgh Penguins and new president of hockey operations, Kyle Dubas, have yet to really make any moves this summer, of course, except for re-signing Will, uh, Alex Nylander, not William Nylander, excuse me on that one, but Alex Nylander was re-signed to a one-year contract. Other than that, no moves made. Over $20 million in cap space and a new president of hockey operations slash interim general manager in Kyle Dubas. With Dubas now about just under a month on the job, you know he wants to start off his Pittsburgh tenure on the right foot. But also, when somebody comes in, and listen, there's a lot of change to be made on the Pittsburgh Penguins roster. I guarantee you, by puck drop on the next season there's going to be a lot of Kyle Dubas's fingerprints already throughout the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup sometimes the new guy wants to come in shake things up and make a splashy move this is going to be part one of a two-part series we'll have the second part come out on Wednesday of some of those potential splash moves that Kyle Dubas could make on Wednesday we'll talk about trade targets that he could go after, big names that he could go after to really make a statement this offseason for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the trade market. But today, let's focus a little bit on the free agent market. A lot has been said about it, and most of it is true. Uh, The overarching theory is that this year's free agency class is not strong, and most people are correct in saying that. For the most part, it is a free agency class that back in 2015 would have made any NHL fan blush. But right now, some of those players, Patrick Kane, who I believe just had another major surgery and wouldn't be available till December, Jonathan Taves, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, all of these aging veteran stars. But there is an upper class of free agent targets that, listen... 
for the most part, it's unlikely that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be in on them, mainly because none of them are goaltenders, right? Top free agent goaltenders, Aiden Hill. Yes, he just won the Stanley Cup, but we've seen that in the past where a goaltender can win a Stanley Cup and not necessarily be a number one guy for the remainder of his career. <coughs> Matt Murray. So, here are three names that I'm looking at that I believe if they were deals that were made, they would be considered splash signings by Kyle Dubas for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The first one is at forward, and it's top six forward. And the Pittsburgh Penguins do have a hole there. With Jason Zucker currently not under contract, the second-line left-wing position is currently vacated, and this player would be similar to Jason Zucker. He plays a similar style of game. He can score goals. He plays with an edge. And that's 28-year-old Tyler Bertuzzi. He's a similar player to Jason Zucker. He's younger than Jason Zucker, though. Has dealt with not no injuries. He did miss some time last season and a lot of time the season before. One with injuries. One with, uh, was it season before or two seasons before? One because he was not vaccinated for COVID and couldn't play in a lot of situations. But Bertuzzi, nonetheless, would bring a physicality, would bring a swagger to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and would fill that role that is vacated by Jason Zucker and would help get the team a little bit younger and keep up with what Mike Sullivan said earlier in the offseason, a little bit more team speed. Last year, Bertuzzi had eight goals and 30 points in 50 games played between the Detroit Red Wings and the Boston Bruins, who he was traded to at the trade deadline. He scored 30 goals, though, the previous season for Detroit. Now, those 30 goals were when he was playing on the top line for that team alongside Dylan Larkin. Is he going to play alongside Sidney Crosby? Probably not. Is he going to get a bunch of time on the Penguins' top power play unit? Probably not. So do I think he's a 30-goal scorer with the Pittsburgh Penguins? You know where I'm going with this. Probably not. But his ceiling in Pittsburgh is somewhere between the 8 goals and the 30 goals. I think it's similar to what you saw from Jason Zucker last season. His ceiling is 25 goals, maybe upwards of 25, closing in on that 30 if he has you know, a great season. No injuries plays phenomenally, and just stays consistent throughout the year. I could see him scoring close to 30 goals. I wouldn't put him as a perennial 30-goal scorer, but playing next to Evgeny Malkin would put him at least in that atmosphere. And the 50 or the 30 points, if you were to play it a full season, you're probably looking at around 50 points. That's, again, probably his ceiling with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, the problem with this is, the Penguins have a lot of other areas they need to address. Defense, which we'll get to here in the rest of this episode. Goaltender, which we're not even going to talk about on this episode, but it is the pre preliminary need for this team. So it doesn't fill a massive need. Yes, they do need somebody to, to play in that role where Jason Zucker has vacated if, in fact, Jason Zucker is not returning to the team. But right now, his projection, according to Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff, whose numbers I'm going to go by, Current contract projection is five years, which would take him up to the age of 33 years old. 5.25 million. 
I would say that's a good deal. And honestly, if you get him under contract for that, I'm sure that he is capable and talented enough and in his prime where he can live up to that deal. But the problem is you have Crosby at 8.7 for, for two more years, Malkin at what's just over 6 million for three more years. You have Gensel on the last year of his current contract. You have Ricard Raquel entering the second year of a six-year deal. You have Brian Rust entering the second year of a six-year deal. Both of those around the same atmosphere, five to five and a half million dollars. That's a lot of money on your top six. Now, Kyle Dubas is no stranger to spending a lot of money on the top six and figuring the rest out when he can. But the only way you really make this deal... Yes, it'd be great. I'd love to see Tyler Bertuzzi on the Penguins. But the only way you make this deal is if you're uncertain about whether or not you're going to be able to re-sign Jake Gensel next offseason. Or even this season, because I believe starting July 1st, he'll be able to re-sign, sign his extension. I think that's how that works. But, it, again, it's a home run swing. It's making a statement if you're Kyle Dubas. And I think it's it's a good target if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins. One of the very few good targets on the forward core and the forward side of things in the trade market. Or the, the free agency market, excuse me. Let's move over to the defense. I have two names here, and I'm not going to take as much time on them. Dmitry Orlov's the first one. The only problem I have with Dmitry Orlov is he's 31 years old. Right? And a guy who, listen, he's already reached his peak offensively. He's not bringing offensive defenseman talent anymore. He scored 50 points back in 2017-18. I believe a little upwards of 50 points for the Washington Capitals. Of course, that season went on to win a Stanley Cup, so he has playoff experience. He went for a massive haul alongside Garnett Hathaway to the Boston Bruins at the trade deadline. But considering defense is more of an immediate need, I would say I'd rank Dmitry Orlov higher than Tyler Bertuzzi on this list of potential targets for the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is three targets to make a splash. Bertuzzi was number three. Dmitry Orlov's number two. He would bring much more physicality to a defense that sorely needs it. I mean, you look at the defense, yes. Letang can play a physical brand of hockey when he wants to. But again, it's when he wants to. It's not consistent. Same thing with Jeff Petrie. Pedersen has it in him, doesn't show it very often. P.O. Joseph needs to grow into his body still, it seems like. It, or either that or he's just never going to be that big body defenseman, and that's perfectly fine. But when you have so many of these guys that aren't physical, that's when it starts to hinder your ability to, as a group, play the def position effectively. So yeah, Orlov would be a more physical guy, top four left-handed defenseman on the team, and would be able to probably play alongside Chris Letang. I like it. And he moves the puck well, too. I mean, if there's anything that we learned from watching him against the Penguins when he was a member of the Washington Capitals is he knows how to score the timely goal, and he's very capable of moving the puck. He can play Todd Reardon's brand of defense very, very easily, and I think that that would be a nice addition for the Penguins' blue line. His contract projection, a little bit more expensive than what Tyler Bertuzzi would be. Which, again, gets into that next issue. His contract projection is five years, $6.25 million, according to Frank Saravalli. That brings me to money 
and the fact that if you make one of these defensive signings at 6.25 or the next player that I'm going to talk about, his projected contract's at $5.1 million. That's a lot of money on just your top four defense. Not even your entire defense score, just your top four. Latang, Petrie, and in this scenario, Dmitry Orlov would all be over $6 million. Pedersen being over $4 million, that totals roughly $22.62 million on just the top four of your defense. Does Dmitry Orlov move the needle enough to make that warranted? Because last year, Pedersen, Petrie, Latang were all in the top four on the defense, and the defense was horrible. Does Orlov raise the level of that defense that much to where you're okay with them utilizing 27% of their cap space next season on these four guys? That's a big question. Now, could you get away with trading maybe a Jan Ruda to try to help on that bottom end? That way you're paying, what, P.O. Joseph a little over $1 million, maybe $1.5 million on his wherever he's at. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. And then on the other side, you have Ty Smith, Mark Friedman, Chad Ruweedle, all who are going to be under less than $2 million contracts. Does that help it? Certainly. Certainly it does. But that's still a lot of money to utilize on a defense that not only is it $22.5 million, three of the four gentlemen on that list are over the age of 30. Which brings me to my top target. If if I'm Kyle Dubas and I'm making a spat, splash signing, and for those of you who are watching on YouTube, he was the thumbnail. You know exactly who I'm about to mention. You know exactly the name I'm about to mention. And if you're listening to it, I've mentioned him before. Not recently, because I haven't gotten into free agents, but I've mentioned him before as somebody that I immediately noticed when I looked at the free agency class. 28 years old, former, or at least former Colorado Avalanche, could be former New Jersey Devil, Ryan Graves. Left shot defenseman, a no doubt top pairing guy to put alongside Chris Letang. He flourished in Colorado next to Devon Taves a few years back, and he would immediately be the top penalty-killing defenseman on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Immediately. He played it way more than Marcus Pedersen, and I would consider Pedersen. And Dumlin really, Dumlin ate up a lot of minutes on the penalty kill, but Dumlin and Pedersen paled in comparison to the amount that Ryan Graves played on the penalty kill in New Jersey. So he immediately comes in and takes over that role. So you don't have to force Pedersen to take that next step. You don't have to force Pedersen to be the top guy, but you're going to have to pay for it. The contract projection for Ryan Graves is five years, $5.1 million. It's a hefty price. $25.5 million is certainly an expensive contract. But if you're going to make a splash, if you're going to make a difference, if you're going to improve the defense that let the Penguins down, everybody wants to talk about the goaltenders. The defense let the Penguins down not as much because Tristan Jari and his injuries, you could tell there were games where he just simply lost the game for the team. But the defense was not helping him out very often. He was not playing behind 
a brick wall. He was playing behind, in some instances, a Swiss cheese defense that Todd Reardon should be embarrassed about. When you look at the underlying numbers, Ryan Graves, nearly identical to Marcus Pedersen last season. Nearly identical. Go down on natural stat trick, do the compare player. It is basically the same exact player except Ryan Graves played more games and played more time. Then you go into the fact that he played much more on the penalty kill, and that's why he has head and shoulders the advantage over Marcus Pedersen if he comes in. And then you compare it to who was in that role for the majority of last season, and that's Brian Dumoulin. You spent $4.1 million last season on the remnants of Brian Dumoulin. Graves is taller by an inch, so a little bit taller. And let's not forget, Brian Dumoulin was a pretty tall individual. Dumoulin was 6'4", Graves is 6'5". But he's 20 pounds heavier. He is 6'5", 225. That is a mountain of a man. And to make things better... Ryan Graves, similar to Doomlin, can also play the puck. Put him next to Chris Letang, and you're not going to have to worry about the ability to get the puck up the ice. Not only that, if you look at the past three seasons, Ryan Graves, better underlying numbers across the board. And that's before Brian Doomlin's knee surgery that happened at the tail end of the Rangers series not this past season, but the season before that. Graves is better across the board, underlying-wise, than Brian Dumoulin. And, cherry on top, he's three years younger. <laughs> so that is a massive upgrade for the Pittsburgh Penguins defense. You get younger, you get bigger, you get better. And you're not sacrificing skating ability. I don't see a downside here, except for the cap hit. <laughs> The cap hit's going to be tough to swallow. You have $20 million in space. That would be a quarter of your cap space going into one player. But here's the thing. That one signing, in my opinion, fixes your defense. Now, it's not going to be the best defense in the league. It's not. It isn't. But it fixes your defense in my eyes. Graves Latang, top tier, one of the best defensive pairings in the league. Pedersen Petrie, they showed at points where they can be a very, very good defensive pairing, especially early in the season. Once Petrie got his feet settled underneath him after about 10 games, those two went for about 15 games, absolutely dominant before Jeff Petrie broke his wrist. Bottom pairing, P.O. Joseph, Ty Smith, trade, Jan Ruda, and all of a sudden you only took away 2.5 of your available cap space to sign Ryan Graves. Now the question becomes, do you really want Ty Smith and P.O. Joseph? I mean, P.O. Joseph and, and Jeff Petrie, Marcus Pedersen and Ty Smith, there you go. It, the point is, Ryan Graves is one signing you can make, and then you can just trade away Jan Ruda and be done with the defense. Utilize the rest of the offseason on goaltending, on forwards, on bolstering, Anywhere else, but you don't have to worry about the defense if you make just the one signing. You could deal a couple of guys. You could deal Ruda and Mark Friedman or Chad Ruweedle. You know, what are you going to get for him? Probably not much. 
But at the same time, every asset's important, especially when you're trying to flip this team back into a championship contender. So this ran a little bit long, but I really like those three names in that order. Bertuzzi third, Orlov second, Ryan Graves first. They're all expensive, but they're all big swings. And if Kyle Dubas wants to make a massive signing right at the beginning of his tenure, those three are the names that he should target. We'll see if he does. Free agency comes up in a couple weeks here. We're getting close. We should be getting some signings pretty soon. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Like, share, subscribe, whatever the button underneath that is positive, please click that if you leave a five-star review. I think what we're going to start doing over on Tip of the Iceberg on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to read some of the five-star reviews. I might go in and start doing that tomorrow, um, just at the end of the show. I don't know if that's an incentive for you to leave a five-star review, but I would really appreciate it. Uh, But that's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.